Welcome to David's Africa. What's up, everyone? Um, so, this episode is going to be a little bit. This is going to be off the cuff. Even more than usual because this particular uh, conundrum of mine. It's interesting, and I wouldn't to know you guys' opinion on this. Uh, if you have any. So free will, non-free will is a freaky thing. Because, um, on one hand, you, you have the possibility for self-improvement. And on the other hand, you have, you still have the possibility for self-improvement, but it's not really in your control. Um, So I'm dealing with, at the current moment, a way of really seeing this. For, for what it is. And it's really interesting because there's a lot of ideas about what you can do, what you can't do in this world. Pretty rarely do you have do you hear the idea that you really can't, like literally can't, in the sense of like free will, do something. Um, it's more about like morals, like oh you can't do that. That's immoral. That's wrong. And so it brings up some interesting sort of conundrums that exist when it comes to free will itself or non-free will, which is what seems to be more likely at this point. Um, So I hope you guys can hear me. I don't have my headphones on. I'm just doing this completely off the cuff. Um, so, a good example of this is kind of like you may see. self-improvement as something that you're doing versus the non-free will version that that would state more 
along the lines of self-improvement is something that is happening, but that isn't that it isn't under your control. And it actually goes back to another idea about. It actually goes back to things like morals and murder and violence and and rape and all these things. And it makes you wonder that if free will does exist, punishing these things makes sense. You know, because people have agency and they have free will. But if free will doesn't exist, and it's all just an an illusion created by the ego, then it doesn't really exist. And, And that the only real purpose for charging people and putting people in prison is to try and deter more criminals from doing this. The only problem with the solution is that this doesn't work. Even in the non even in the free will case it still doesn't actually make sense if you think about it without your your particular morals or ideology because often people you know, come out harder than they were. Although, like I said, with things like murder and rape, at least it makes a little bit more sense. And so now we're getting into interesting territory of is this does this actually work? Does not so does this which one actually explains reality better? Which one actually explains and deals with reality in a more healthy way? So one of the other conundrums that I've I've been noticing as well is that if if you do have free will, you know judgments and things like this make sense, and in a sense they also don't make sense. But we'll get to that in a minute. But they make sense because you know there's people have agency, so they they have the ability to make. The so-called right choices. And it also doesn't make sense, too, because, you know, number one is because judgments don't really work. um, And they often make the problem worse. And often what you resist persists. And if you try and blame or criticize somebody, they probably may actually... Um, believe and invest in it harder 
which might, you know, cause them to completely go against you. Um, and if you don't have free will, judgments don't make sense because the person's not responsible for their actions. Um, if you've seen my episode, I forget what I called it, how non-free will, I forget exactly what I called it, basically I talked about how if free will doesn't exist, which I've pretty much come to the conclusion that it doesn't, um, you know, the criticism and judgment doesn't really work. But at the same time, um, it's not possible to change these things unless the new information, the new ways of doing these things comes up. Because all judgment is, really, if you think about it, is a restating of your opinion. For instance, if you're a Republican, a Republican, or even you're a moderate Democrat, why would you be judging Democrats? Because of your, because you are stating a current opinion idea that you have about Democrats. And so basically judgment, all judgment really is, is a restating of what you believe to be true, what you see as true, basically what you see as true. So it's not about getting rid of judgments, it's about recontextualizing what judgments actually are. And moving the negative, uh, the negative, the negative parts of the judgments themselves by doing so. One of the interesting things about non-free will is that if you don't actually have free will, you know, most of the things that people do don't really make much sense. Oh, I need to improve myself. I need to advance myself. Um, For the most part, that doesn't really make sense because there's no person, there's no free will. Uh, there's no way of changing these things. Or at least, uh, it's not about, you know, 
well, sorry. So it's not about that it, you can't change these things, but you can't change them you know, with free will. It happens or it doesn't, and it happens based on things you you learn or some other uh, thing that happens. So it's more about non... It's about this idea of doership that exists. Um, I'm barely getting involved in this idea of doership. I might start looking more into it in the future because they basically, one of the ideas, pretty much the idea of doership is that people believe that they are doing something. They're getting something done or that they can do something. But you know it's 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 interesting because if free will doesn't exist, what exactly are you doing? Um, and how exactly is this going to change what you're doing, or how, change how you're feeling, how you're you know constructing reality? Um, so one of the interesting conundrums as well is that if free will exists and the law of attraction exists which it, it does in some ways like the idea that you can create your reality at least your mind reality exists uh, then how how do these two uh, work together uh, that's actually part of what I'm going to be talking about next Friday or this Friday this upcoming Friday on becoming aligned is part of what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be going more in depth with it with other parts of this series, but one of the interesting things that has that has come up in regards to this idea, this this understanding of not having free will, is that it actually makes sense. It makes more sense um, in this, in this, even in this way. Because, and it actually seems to fit reality more in this way because um, because of the idea of systems and the, the, because of the idea that your mind is a system. And your mind is a system. It's very much like... A, a machine, a me- mechanism that you really have very little control over, if any control at all, if you even exist. And if you aren't just another ghost in the machine, so to speak. Uh, <clears throat> this goes back to the idea that you are some kind of, that, that you aren't actually some kind of doer that you think you are. You know, a lot of a lot of egos, a lot of, a lot of people sit there and go, oh man, I've done a lot of accomplishments in my life. I've done this, I've done that, and I've done that. But the idea of doership says that you didn't actually do any of these things. I might be oversimplifying it, but that's basically the idea. And so... 
these event, these um, what seem like paradoxes of free will and mind creating and free will and self improvement and free will or non free will and all these things or not having free will and having and then all these other things like self improvement you know doing things being happier uh being more peaceful you know things like this they seem like paradoxes at first but when you look into it more they they kind of collapse and they become you know they make more sense um really interesting because most people are aren't even really aware of this concept and they say, oh, it's not really you know considered all that much there we go where it's denied for what it is but the more that I look at this understanding I'm not fully integrated this understanding into my ideas and my worldview and how this works and things like this, but the more that I look at this understanding, this understanding, the more it makes that kind of sense. Because free will, you know, if you do have free will, You know, if your if your mind was chatty, you would be able to stop it like instantly. Or at least that's the idea, anyways. It's possible that free will is kind of like on a gradient or like a curve, uh, depending on how where you are. Um, this basically means that if you're you know unconscious, you're not going to have that that much, if any, free will at all. And so the mind has no, you know, you can't really stop the mind. The only problem with this idea is that even at these higher levels, your mind still goes. Uh, So I don't think it's about free will. I don't think free will exists at this point. Because it doesn't fit with the understandings. Like, at first it doesn't. It doesn't fit with these understandings. But when you look into it more, when you really try and, like, understand this and uncover all this stuff, you sit there and you go, oh, wow, I didn't think of this. Well, that makes free will seem really dumb. This goes back to the idea that you're not a thinker of your thoughts. Uh, For instance, like, try not to think of a red elephant or a peanut butter sandwich. You're going to be thinking about those things. Because that's what the mind is. That's what the mind does. There's nothing wrong with this, but, you know, you 
you are not the thinker of your thoughts if you even exist at all and if even if you if you're not yourself some kind of thought which is really what you are um And it's really interesting because now we're going back into this topic of free free will and versus non free will. Uh, the ideas of karma uh, kind of can play in here because. If you don't have free will, or if you do have free will, karma doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? Because you'd be able to be truly intelligent. Um, because, in a sense, ultimately, free will, you to be free, to have free will, you'd almost have to be God, actually, if you think about it. Because free will would actually require ultimate or unlimited intelligence. Ultimate to unlimited willpower. Ultimate to unlimited, um, you know, resources or understanding or wisdom or all of these things. And ultimate to unlimited love to change these things. Um... And we as human beings do not have these things. Um, so going back to karma, right? If we don't have free, if we do have free will, karma doesn't really make too much sense because we could change these things, right? Uh, so basically what karma means is consequences. If we had consequences for things, if we have consequences, why? What is the purpose of having a consequence? Well, there's a couple of ways of looking at this. Like, if we had free will, if um, we had free will, the consequences would be... Um, kind of pointless in a sense because well it, it would actually be kind of useful in a sense because you wouldn't know that you were doing wrong or if you did know you could learn from consequence and so if you didn't have free will it may not make sense because you you couldn't change this based on the consequence. Um, but in another sense, free will, if you had free will, <coughs> then it wouldn't really make sense to have these consequences because you you could learn and change these things instantly. 
uh, and there really, really wouldn't be a whole lot of point in having consequences. Um, but if you didn't have free will, and it, this wasn't about you being bad or good, it was more about like natural mechanisms of the universe, of yourself or whatever, of the world, of the universe, then the consequences make sense. It's not about you have free will and I'm giving you the power to use this free will even if I don't want you to use it in certain ways. And so I'm going to punish you if you do this. Bad. You're evil. But if you don't have free will and free will doesn't exist, consequences are just mechanisms of the universe. Um, now we're going into a more dangerous controversial material here because now we're going into things like pedophilia and murder and rape Right, because free will, these things, you know, people would say, "Oh, this is bad. You would, you should be punished for this." But if you don't have free will, and it's a, it's, it's not caused because of the person; it's caused because of something else. You know, like each reaction creates an equal and opposite reaction type of thing. That it's not a product of right or wrong or you did something bad it's a product of trying to figure out why this is happening um, mechanically speaking and changing it which I think makes more sense um There's still a bit of a paradox, though, between self-help and, you know, self-improvement and not, not having free will. Because if you, you don't have free will, how are you supposed to improve? And I might go into this in another episode because it's kind of a complicated topic. Um, um but it but it goes back to this idea of the idea of you in the first place who says it's you that's being improved or that's that it's you improving yourself in the first place versus like um a mechanism being uh, be being uh, changed and dealt with by another, you know, kind of mechanism. You know, for instance, if a if a tank, like say a tank was intelligent, right, and it had self awareness. Number one, number one, that'd probably be kind of scary, but number two. It wouldn't be blaming itself for going in the wrong direction. For the most, probably not. But if it did, it wouldn't, wouldn't be rational. But 
it wouldn't necessarily be blaming itself for going in the wrong direction. It would turn around and go in the right direction. So this is what I'm talking about. Using using the mechanisms of the universe, you change the mechanism called the mind or the brain or part of the mechanism called the mind or the brain. Um, and so it's more about... Um, fixing systems which makes all this more impersonal Uh, but the mind um, and the mechanism of personalization uh, which I talked about in the last episode about cognitive distortions I recommend you watch that one if you want to know more about how to overcome you know, anxiety and depression. Uh, but one of the interesting things then is the mechanism of personalization. Um, which basically is this idea that, oh, you you did this to me. I, I take this personally. This was your fault. You did this. No. Um, I forget where I was going with this, but personalization itself is a mechanism. And so it's not about just calling the mechanism bad or dumb or stupid or you know, whatever phrase you want to use it because it's another mechanism against the mechanism of the personalization. You look at the mechanism itself and you see it for the flawed mechanism that it is. You know, if a mechanic finds a rusty bit of... uh, I'm trying to think of a right term. Like if a mechanic finds a flat... uh, If somebody finds a flat tire or a tire that's leaking more air, they're not going to be blaming the tire and saying, this tire, you you did this to me. You're a bad tire. No, they would fix the tire. They would, they would put the air in the tire, and then they'd fix it. Or both. Or they would just get a new tire. They wouldn't blame the tire. They wouldn't make a personal identity out of the tire they wouldn't say that the the tire was a bad person and that it shouldn't have done what it did Um, they would see the tire as you know just old and and needed to be replaced Um, but because the mind the mind's workings aren't very obvious to most of us if not it, all of us, most pretty much most of us, um, we don't really see things in this way. And so, when somebody does things that we don't think they should be doing, like you know, a lot of uh, people have been going against, if not out loud and in their minds, uh, all the riots that have been going on for the past couple of months. 
and I was one of those people. Um, but if you, but if you, um, you know, it, we go back into the same idea. Like if, like if a part of the mind that is causing these riots isn't seen for the mechanism that it is. Like I said, if you see it for your mind as a machine, which it really is, honestly, if you want me to be completely honest, um, you're not going to blame the machine for the problems. I mean, you might. The mind's still going to be using its its uh, mechanisms against people, but uh, you'll see it for what it really is. Um, but anyways, if the mind you know, blames it, itself or others, other minds for... its own workings the, the mind's not really solving the problems it's just like kicking the can down the road into the future that's what politics has been doing for hundreds of years let's just kick that can down the road sure things get better don't get me wrong I'm not saying we're not doing anything and I'm not saying that these people are too blame for doing this uh but uh, I'm just saying that it's about it's it's becoming more to be about mechanisms to me rather than like people are responsible they are bad they need to be f- stopped all these republicans they're evil they need to be put out of congress all these democrats are evil they need to be put out of congress Trump needs to get, you know, to be uh, voted out. Biden needs to be put in. Things like this. Um, ignores the, the mechanisms that are at play in these things. And so that's what I'm going to try and be building up to really explaining in the next couple of months hopefully, is this idea of mechanisms and how they work. I guess that's really what we're doing here. That's really what we're up against. It has nothing to do with the selves, the self, the, uh, other selves, other people. It has to do with mechanisms of the mind, of the brain. And that's what I've really become very aware of these last cute couple of weeks off and on um, and so that's one of the reasons why I want to get rid of judgments but to do that, I have to figure out what the mechanism of judgments work, how it works, and why it does what it does. Which I, I don't want much of it, but uh, you know, I have to go deeper into this. Um, and sometimes, in order to go deeper into it, you have to judge things. Um, in many cases, because awareness is. Alone, awareness alone is curative. Backpack. 
Time recorded. Recording refi calling five one. Pad one loaded. Anyways, this is David Speaks off the cuff. Episode seven. Um if you have any questions or comments about this episode or any other episode that I've done, please let me know. Uh with a voice message. If you're a member of Anchor, you can send me a voice message or you can find me on Twitter. And Beyond Minds with a Z. I'm going to be looking into these things in depth in the next couple of months. Hopefully, I'm going to be looking more into how these things work. And so, I'll talk to you on the next one.